Okay, let's get started with Parsha Shlach, Tavshinai and Gimel, as we um, get into this Parsha of the Meraglim, the Parsha of Tzitzis. There's a lot that, uh, that we could talk about. Uh, and we'll start off, again, with a couple of uh, major issues. We will focus on the very beginning of the Parsha and the end of the Parsha. Not spend so much time this year on the middle. But the beginning of the Parsha obviously starts off with the Meraglim. So two points... <coughs> Two major points uh, about the Meraglim. We've touched on many approaches in the past. What exactly was the chait? Uh, in past years, we've discussed it. But we'll go from the Achronim to the Rishonim. We'll start off with the Chavetz Chaim. We mentioned the Chavetz Chaim in the past in the footnote of the Shmiras Halashan, but we never did the top of the Shmiras Halashan where he talks about the Meraglim. A couple of years ago, we noted he focused on the difference between Kalev and Yoshua. Why Moshe Rabbeinu only daven for Yoshua, not Kalev, and why Kalev went to daven at the, at the uh, Kever Avos and Yoshua did not. Uh, the difference between the two of them, so that was in the footnote of the Shmiras Halashan. But now we get to talk about the top. In the end of Shmiras, in the second volume, this Chalik Beis of Shmiras Halashan, he goes through about 25 parshios and he says, where does it talk about Lashon Hara in this parsha? And he goes through almost every parsha. That's what the Sefer's about. So if you ever have to speak about Lashon Hara related to any parsha, you just got to look in the Spirit of Lashon. Derek Mashal, I think we mentioned in the past, the Klayakar, in, the, um, in one of his writings, one of his svarim, he has something related to getting married in every parsha. Because he's right, there was a singles problem in Prague in the 1500s. So he wanted people to talk about Shiduchim and getting married. So he spoke, he dedicated a whole year where he thought of something connected to the uh, Kiddushin in every parsha. So Chavetz Chaim did it about, about Lashon Hara. So, Shlach, it's about Lashon Hara, about Eretz Yisrael. So he talks, though, trying to relate it to us. What exactly <coughs> was the root chait? Says the Chavetz Chaim in source number one. Yeda ha'adam, kamagado kocha shalashon hara. Person, we should realize the tremendous strength of lashon hara. Ki hinei, kishehayinu b'midbar kama pa'amim, marinu es piyashem be'egel v'kiyagavna. We did some some extreme averus in the midbar, including the egel, including at kriyas yamsov saying we wish we were back, and yet a kadosh let all of those slide. Comes to the Maraglim, that's the it. Right? We had the Asafsuf, we had the, the Misonim, we had plenty of Averos. But the Kodesh was willing to let all of them slide. Comes the Maraglim, comes Lashon Hara, Kodesh Baruch Hu says, that's it. So we really have to focus on what exactly happened here and where can we learn from the mistakes. It was all Klai Yisrael, so we made the mistake. We're no better than them. So what exactly was the mistake that was made? He quotes the Mishnah in Arachin, relating also to the power of speech, the power of Lashon Hara. Even more than an action. Words have the power. So what exactly is the root of the Chet of the Baraglam? So says the Chavetz Chaim, line 8. Lichari Yipalim Ha'od Ma'yasiba how did they fall? We'll talk about Bezer Shem soon. There's so much in Eretz Yisrael. They saw amazing things. They were promised by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So what was their mistake? How were they so misled? How were they so off, off focus? What happened? And they even had two great tzaddikim with them. 
So how were the ten, and how was all the rest of Klai Yisrael who didn't trust Yoshua and Kalev? What exactly happened? What was the root? And we know, he even quotes the Chazal, Yosef Mizeb, Sha'afa Sanhedrin Tobazeh. Even the Sanhedrin, Vatisa Kal Ha'eda, Vayisnu Kolam. The Ada, the Sanhedrin is called the Ada in various contexts. So what is it? What exactly, what exactly happened here? Says the Chafetz Chaim Achein. When we focus, when we really analyze it, we will find as follows. The Meraglim made this mistake. The same exact Yitzhahara that caused the Meraglim to sin caused, caused us to sin. We'll get back to Lamaisa where it comes up to us at the end. First, let's describe their chait, and then we'll relate it to us. Kodesh Baruch Hu tells Moshe Rabbeinu, go to Eretz Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu tells Am Yisrael, it's an amazing land. Amazing land. It's, um, there are giants there, the fruit is big, and the Chavetz Chaim quotes all of the Chazals. Line, now skip down to line 19 or so. Aval mishem efakpek be'ikar ha'inyan, u'maschil tapek. You know what they started to think and have their doubts? It's such an amazing land. It's such a righteous land. It's a land that's parallel to the actions of the people. Are we on that level? Do we deserve this? Are we a, pro, are we a righteous enough people? You know, what, you know what we've done already? We bow down to a golden calf. We complain. My goodness, Baruch gets mad at us. Are we worthy? The Yitzhahara tries everything to pull a Jew down. If a Jew is too low, he pulls him up. If he pulls him too up, he pulls him low. So the Yitzhahara's strategy when it came here was, this is so unbelievable, this land. For you? Avo Misha Mefakwek, he says, Va'am Rav Kazet Sarech Lazez Chuz Gedola Ma'od She'yu Ako Begedert Tzadikim Ukdoshim you have to be a tzaddik to live here. We're not on this level. And the more that they saw about the quality and the essence of the land made it worse. It also has this. It also has this quality. We don't deserve that. We're not on that level. And they fell because they thought that this connection to God was beyond them. And this, Hashem doesn't want me to do this. This is, be, this is Avodas Hashem for the Yechidei Skula, for the very, very righteous, but not for me. I'm over here, but to be a, to be a Yoshev Eretz Yisrael, no, not for me. V'hinei Yadua, line 25, and it's known, Sh'derech ha-yetzer lehishapheich b'tach b'losav. The Yitzhah puts on different hats to always try to convince us to do something that he knows will lead us away from God. He stands at the two openings of the heart. Sometimes he puts in our heart arrogance. We are... Do you know how much I learn? Do you know, do you know how close I am to God? Do you know what I did today? Do you know, I, I, it was hard for me, but I did this. And I did this act of chesed. And, and I went to David even though it was hard. So sometimes the Yitzhahara will take that attitude of, you know, saying, t- telling us how great we are so that we cut some corners. 
the efsar achbe ohavav. Ukeshum is but then when he realizes that a person feels, you know, perfect about his avodas Hashem, and he's he's not going to get him in that direction by pushing him up, he starts pulling him down. A person who tries to be mechazek, who adam. He makes a person sad. He pushes a person down. No, this isn't for me. No, doing this, doing this chumra, doing this mitzvah, that's not, it's not for me. It's not for me to learn so much. It's not for me to, to be such a Baal Chesed. Says the Chafetz Chaim, that's what happened to our Maraglim, to the Ten, to Am Yisrael, exactly because they saw the godless of the land and their conscience pushed them down. Lomar. Are we going to beat these giants? Forget it. These giants, we know God is with us, but who says he's going to do this for us? Yeah, we did shuva. Yeah, God forgot. But, you know, he still remembers. It's still, we don't have a, we don't have a, a clean slate. So therefore, it says... The Chavetz Chaim, that's what happened. What does Kalev get up and say, guys, come on. What has HaKadosh Baruch Hu done for us? He took us out of Mitzrayim and we had zero schus. What do we have in Mitzrayim? 49th level of Tumah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu took us out without any schuyos. This is obviously the divine plan. What's the problem? Right, what's the language of Rashi that we discussed in the past? By Vayaz Kalev, says Rashi on line 45 now. Is this all Moshe did? And remember, they thought he was going to say something negative. But, look at all the niece of HaKadosh Baruch Hu did for us. What is Kalev trying to say? Hashem loves us. Hashem does miracles for us. Hashem wants to take us in. Don't lose hope. Don't let this Yitzhahara pull you down. Yes, you had some issues, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu forgave you. <coughs> and what they answer about Hashem Shalim, Lo Nuchal, we can't, we can't do it, I'm Malik, Yoshi, Beretz, Negev, and they just wanted to give in. Right, we're such chotim, we can't do this. And that was the problem. They didn't think too much of themselves. They just gave up on themselves. And that is a tremendous danger that they fell into. Now skip to the middle of the next Paragraph, line the next column. I'm sorry, line 34. We have to realize this when it affects us. Yes, that's true. It's not for every balabas to learn 19 hours a day. It's not. It's not for most of us out there to sit and learn all day. Most of us have to. Support a family and not get supported, right? Most of us have to be involved in life, be involved. We have to be involved in, in, in Gashmias, in Olamazah. It's part of life. So what? So we're going to say, okay, so I'm not the learning. I'm not, that's not for me. Rakshi is asik beza, But says the Chavetz Chaim, but everybody has a chiv to be kovayaitim. Everybody has a chiv. 
He even writes in Torah Sabayis. I don't know if I mentioned this before. He writes in a Sefer, a Tabat Torah, Torah Sabayis. Everybody should have a place in their house that is their learning place. That sometimes, sometimes it's hard to concentrate. Even the Derachagav, I just saw, they just came out with a biography about Rebel Yashif. So they, they, his grandchildren said over that whenever their, their grandfather was sleeping, they had to be very quiet. They didn't want to wake him up. Whenever he was learning, they could do whatever they wanted. Because they, there was no way he was losing concentration. He was learning, he was focused, that it doesn't matter how much noise they made, it doesn't matter. Only when he was sleeping. But when he was learning, they could do whatever they want. They could be crazy just going on in the house, or if Yashem wasn't, wasn't getting distracted. Okay, so we're not all on that, on that level. But the Chavaz Chaim said, we should have a place in the house, a room, a chair, that that's our, our Makam Kavua. Obviously in the shul, in the base of but even in, in the house, the Chavaz Chaim says. Because a lot of times if we don't have that, we're not on a Rabbi Yashem's level, so that we just have the excuse, well, I have to be home now, and there's stuff going on, so I can't. Says the Chavaz Chaim. That's an excuse. That's like the Miraglim. I'm not on the level of, of being Kovea Itim. That's not me. And also when we're out there in the world. Right, what's the first question we're going to be asked? Shabbos Lamed Aleph. Even before Kviyas Itim L'Torah. V'chid B'chal HaMitzvos. By all mitzvos, kashir is bonin hetev nimso. Says the Chavetz Chaim, if we are have a mature attitude and really think about it, we will realize shelo hechmira haTorah klal al haAdam. Judaism does not try to make things difficult. They just try to sanctify. The halacha tries to sanctify and uplift. Live your life. Enjoy yourself. Have fun. Build a family. But make it valuable. Make it worthwhile. Make it constructive. Don't be mavatel. That's what Yadus is about. Says the Chavetz Chaim. It's not to make our lives difficult, even though sometimes there are challenges to be a religious Jew. That's true, but that's not the purpose. And then he quotes the Tzukim. But we have to realize that the Sahara many times takes this attitude to try to tell us that we're not capable. We're not on the level. We can't do it. And we have to say, no, we're going to do it. Whenever that we feel that, we have to say, We could do it, we could accomplish, we could get there. Don't tell me I can't. Number one. Now going back, check the notes. I don't think we ever did this inside. So it's a really a, an avla that we haven't, but it's the fifth year, and it's time to open up the Rambach. The Ramban in Parsha Shlach, the Ramban's view of the chait of the Moraglim. Says the Ramban, implicitly. The whole story of the Moraglim is not said here in Parsha Shlach. Right, how does the Parsha start? Send men. There's a lot that's not written in the Torah Shavachsav in Parsha Shlach. It's, if you just read Vajashlach in a vacuum, Hashem comes to Moshe, said Miraglim. Is that what happened? Is that what happened? Hashem says to Moshe? If you look in the review of Parsha Shlach, which is in Parshas Dvarim, Moshe Rabbeinu reviews with Am Yisrael a very different story. What does the Pasuk say there? Remember, all of the, Dvar, the first couple of Parshios in Sefer Dvarim are Jewish history review. Moshe Rabbeinu, the last six weeks of his life, right? He's giving a review, giving last instructions. What does it say in Shlishi and Dvarim? I'll read it to you. Vatikravun Eli Kolchem. Who started the story of the Moranglim? Am Yisrael. 
Vatikravun Eli Kolchem. You came to me. Vatomru. Nishlacha Arashim Lafanenu. Can we please send some men before us? The Yach Peru Lanu Esharetz. That word does not appear in Shlach. Every verb in the Torah has a certain connotation, a certain translation. Here in our parsha, it says Vyasuru. Is there a difference between Vyasuru and Vyachperu? Question one. Question two, we already asked implicitly, why does the Torah in Parsha Shlach not say the beginning of the story? It's as if Hashem, the Torah, wants to give us the impression that God commanded this. Why would you want to give us that impression? We know what the outcome was, and if it was a bad idea to start, you know, why does God want to take the blame, so to speak? So why are we missing half the story in Shlach? Number one. What's Vyachru Vyasuru? Let's continue. Vyashiva Osanu Davar. And we will, I'm still reading in Dvarim, and we will return. They will return and bring us back a report. The way that we should go. The cities that we shall come to. What does Moshe Rabbeinu say? Vayitav Be'inai Hadavar. It was very good in my eyes. Vayakach, and then it goes through the story. In Dvarim, you what normally, what would we have thought have happened? But Esau go to Moshe. Moshe, can we send Miragli? Moshe's like, what should Moshe do? Let me just check with God, and I'll get right back to you. Doesn't say that in Dvarim. In Shlach, we have God speaking. Send Miragli. In Dvarim, we have both points. Moshe Rabbeinu is approached by the Bnei Yisrael. Can we please send Miragli? Moshe's like, great idea. Let's do it. And he does it. God's not there. God's in our parsha. They have two very different stories of the mice of the Meraglim. They're both true, but the question is, why is one mentioned here and one mentioned there? And then it tells the story, tells the story of what happened, and of course, and you rebelled against God, and you said, how could we go up, even though we tried to say, it's not scary. So those are a couple of the questions that the Rabban deals with, with, along with the major question that is asked by many, how was it Vayitav Be'enai Hadavar? If it was such a bad idea to send Meraglam, as we know the outcome, so why, does, why was Moshe happy with it? Why did Moshe think it was a great idea? Vayitav, not just he said, okay, fine. Vayitav Be'enai Hadavar. So why was it good? So now we get to the Ramban. Says the Ramban, first of all, he quotes Rashi. Rashi, as we know, focuses on the word lecha. HaKadosh Baruch Hu saying, Shlach lecha ledaitcha, I'm not interested in these Meraglim. You want to send? Fine, wonderful, be my guest. Rashi in various places in the Torah focuses on lecha. Lech lecha, right? Latovascha, lanascha. Lecha, many times for Rashi, means something basic. The Ramban does not accept that. The Ramban says, don't get so excited with lecha. It's the way that the Torah speaks. It's not specifically anything to get excited about with the word lecha. So let's see the words of the Ramban there. After he quotes Rashi. V'yesh kan l'shol, on line 5. Imkain, Moshe atzmocha inyan. If it's true, Rashi, what you say, that, you know what, let's just read Rashi to get it on the, on the table. Go back to the first line. L'daytacha. Ani eini mitzavah I'm not telling you to send Meraglan. Im tirtzeh shlach. You want to send? Fine. 
Lefisha bo Yisrael va'amru nishlachan Hashem lefanenu. Rashi's quoting Dvarim. Right to fill in the blanks for shlach because you came kemoshe never but take a like kolchem umoshe nimlach b'shchina and Moshe asked Hashem what to do which is implied in shlach so you got to read both stories together to get the whole picture Amar ani amarti lav sheitova Hashem says I don't know I told them it was good what they don't trust me they don't trust me chayeyem shadi nosim lahem makom l'taus b'davar they're gonna make it a mistake. But they're actually the most lelech molichin also. They have they have questions about their emuna, so therefore they're going to be led astray. That's Rashi. Ask the Ramban if this is what God told Moshe. How can Moshe then say vayita beine hadavar? I thought it was a great idea, and I got all the Maraglim ready to send them. Hashem told them it wasn't a good idea. So what Moshe Rabbeinu do here? Imkain Moshe asmo chata beinyan shenem vayita beine hadavar. And why did Moshe even say in the Psukim, go see if the land is good or not? As if he's giving them the opening. Hashem said this Tova. What's Moshe Rabbeinu talking about? Says the Ramban. Question, that's the first question that he says inside. Besides the other ones that he'll answer along the way. V'od, ki ma'asu ha'maraglim. And what the Miraculum do wrong? Moshe said, find out, and they gave back a true and honest answer in their view. Check what kind of cities they live in, and they gave back exactly what Moshe asks. Line 10, the Ramban in a sarcastic rhetorical comment. Did Moshe want them to lie and come back and not tell the truth? So what exactly, what was Moshe doing? What was the Miracle doing? Remember, the Ramban is always a Pashtun. Pshutil Shomikra. It must have been a good idea. You're forced to say it was a good idea, says the Ramban, because Moshe says, Something got terribly wrong along the way. But you can't get out of the fact that it says, And therefore, says the... Says the Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, says the Rabbah that we have to really analyze what Moshe Rabbeinu is is uh, doing here and what the Miraglim are doing here. Okay. Okay. Technical uh, challenges. Good. Let's continue. Says the Ramban. Let's get to his answer. Line 20. Aval Yishiv ha'inyan bazet. Ki Yisrael amru kedera kalabaim lehilachim ba'aretz nachriyah sheshochen lefnei manashim ladas hadrachim umavo he'arim. The idea was a good one and a very expected one. Bnei Yisrael were about to go into strange territory. They've never been there before. There's a principle. The Rabban is going to quote it in a minute. Ein somchen alanes. We don't rely on miracles in Yadus. If they happen, wonderful, but we don't rely on them. If you're going to a foreign land and you know there are many, many kings and people there, you want to know strategically, tactics, where to go, how to go, where to conquer first, are they strong, what type of, what type of weaponry is needed. That was the plan. That was what Am Yisrael wanted to know. They needed to know, how do we attack? Where do we go? That was the question. They came to Moshe Rabbeinu. The yach perulanu asharetz. What does chofer mean? To dig. To dig, to find the details. There was nothing wrong with the request. 
Whenever you go, you know, you send your a conquering army, you try to send out spies beforehand to figure out the ways. So they could come back and give advice. They needed to get the satellite pictures. Right? That was the Miraglim. Where should they attack first? That's what they wanted. Right? What does it say? What does it say in Dvarim? Come back and tell us which way to go. There's nothing wrong with that. That's wonderful, says the Rabban. It's exactly what they're supposed to do. They're not relying on an ace. Line 25. And this is... This is what's supposed to be done. And then the Ramban quotes, we could have asked this as another question. If the Baraglam were so bad, then how in Sefer Dvarim Moshe Rabbeinu himself sends spies? And Yoshua bin Nun in the Haftorah sends spies to Yericho. The first Baraglam didn't work out so well. How are they sending more? The answer is because the idea was a good idea and an appropriate idea. sends V'yalkein, and that's why Vayita Beine Hadavar. V'yalkein Hayatov Beine Moshe. Ki Akasuv. Here's the line. Lo Yismoch V'chol Maisa Valanes. Because the pasuk does not rely on Nisim, and we are not supposed to rely on Nisim. Avol Yitzav Belochamim. We have to go. We have to fight. We have to. We have to figure out exactly, you know, how to go. And you know what? As it says in Dvarim, Moshe Rabbeinu did not have to ask God. Ask Hashem if that was a good idea, because you know what? That's natural. That's what's supposed to be done. Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't ask every step of the way. This wasn't something unusual. You know, we got to send out some uh, some spies. So Moshe Rabbeinu says, "Great idea. Let's let's get him ready. Let's get him ready." That's what happens. And if you look in the psukim, says the Ramban in the continuation, all the psukim can be understood. In this way, albeit some of them are a little more difficult to understand. The beginning, for sure. <laughs> what does Moshe say? They should see, Urizam is Aretz Mahi. Go see what the land is like, the terrain. What are the nations like? What kind of armor are we going to need? What kind of weapons? How, oh, this one is a little more difficult. That's a little more difficult to fit into this, but it could be, says the Ramban, that Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, well, once you're going, the, just look around a little bit. You're going to like what you see. So Moshe Rabbeinu, is, you're right. He, it, the, the plan is strategic. The plan is go figure out the best way to go. Once you're there, though, Moshe wants to give them a little chizik. Moshe wants them, go check out that fruit. You're gonna, it's going to be Unbelievable. Moshe knew what the normal attitude and reaction would be to seeing these amazing says the Ramban, that was the plan and that was the goal. And therefore, But then the Ramban adds something and now we know why. What is the Kaddish Baruch doing here? The beginning of the Parsha. The Ramban says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu hears of the plan, but he knew there was a danger. And therefore, Hashem made certain modifications. Moshe didn't ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as, as is seen in, in Dvarim. That's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not mentioned there, to give us the impression that this was something natural and something good and normal. 
But HaKadosh Baruch Hu then turns around and, and chimes in and says, no, 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 Moshe, Moshe, there's a couple of modifications that I need you to make. I'll mention three, says the Ramban. Number one, <coughs> says the Ramban, oh, let's just go to line 44. Moshe didn't ask. Line 46. First change. If you were going to send spies, how many spies would you send? You send a minion of spies? That's, that's kind of uh, raising eyebrows. Even if they're as small as grasshoppers. You know, if you have, if you have a, a number, a group of people like that, they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty conspicuous. Right? If you really want to send spies, you send like two. Like Yeshua did, like Moshe did. Akadosh Baruch Hu says, send 12. Akadosh Baruch Hu says, send 12. That's my first change. If there's two, I'm worried what might happen. Two might be two rotten apples. 12. One from each day that there's more security. There's a safety net that they won't be convinced otherwise to something negative. What is the beginning of Shlach? This is Hashem formulating the good idea that happened in Dvarim. Hashem is coming in and saying, no, do it my way. Send 12. One from each one. So that it'll be better. And then, and that's why he says, Hashem. Second modification. I don't want this to just be a good idea. I want this to be a mitzvah. I want to command it. Because that also gives divine protection. There, when you're involved in a mitzvah, there's, there's a special quality, not just doing something on your own. So, Kadesh Baruch says, send 12 spies, and... Al pi Hashem, shiur b'mitzvah Hashem, nesiim b'rashi b'nei Yisrael, and others. He also said he also changes it. And if he says it right here, he says he changes it to latur and not just lachpor. Hakadosh Baruch Hu says that because latur says the Rabban. I'll see if I can find the line. Latur is like someone. Oh yeah, there it is. Line th- line fifty three. Vayita b'adar b'nei Moshe. I'm sorry, that's not the, uh, the Ramad says, oh, yeah, it's toward the bottom. Chathira is just a pure strategic checking out the land. But, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, V'yasuru, because, the top of the next page, Tarim is like a merchant who's going to buy something, who's going to, to look at merchandise that he's, that he's excited about. Which one am I going to take home? So Hashem tries to give a little, little different focus to the trip. Don't just, I'm going to do Nisa for you, so don't just go you know, on, on your own. But he did it l'samcham because he wanted an afalp. All of these modifications, b'chi rechatz just had it. The tragedy still struck. But this is the Ramban's entire approach to the chet of the Meraglim. Again, it was a good idea, but it was a failure in the end. One might parallel this. It's not exactly the same. 
But it's similar if you think back to the Ramban's shot of the Egel. The Egel and the Meraglam are somewhat parallel in Pasha's Kisisa. Remember the Ramban says that it was obviously a tremendous hate, but they had good intentions. They were worried. Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't there. It wasn't Stam Avodah They weren't forgetting God. They wanted a replacement for Moshe Rabbeinu. And therefore, they went through it. They went, they went through it um, and in, um, in terrible ways. But it wasn't that the whole thing was off, was off course. So similar, I might say the similar idea here. Okay, two major thoughts on the miracle. Now let's get to just one little detail. One little detail, we discussed this in the past, relates to what we just said, and that is Hoshea Binun. Pasuk Tezayin. Eilish Moshe on Hashem Shalach Moshe Lazur Sa'aretz. These are the men. Vayikra Moshe Lahoshea Binun Yehoshua. Good, we all know the Chazal. Rashi quotes it. The Gemara in Mesech HaSota. Nispalelalav. Moshe Davin for him. Ka Hoshiacha Me'atzas Hamaraglim. The extra Yud is Hashem. Hashem should save you. Yehoshua. He should have a Yeshua, right? He should be saved. Ka Hoshiacha. That's the conjunction of, of Yehoshua. Question. Again, many questions. They asked on this, why only Yoshua, not Moshe? The question that the Torah Tamima asks on this is, it's clear if Moshe Rabbeinu is davening for Yehoshua, that Moshe knew this wasn't the greatest idea. Right? Putting into, uh, on the side for a moment, everything that we just learned from the Ramban. So if that's true, how is there a Vayita Bene Hadavar? Top left. If Moshe already had a bad feeling about this, why didn't he just say no? He says, Yoshua, you need protection. Obviously, he needs protection from something. The Gam Kasha, and number two, once he's davening for Yoshua, why didn't he just daven for all 12? <laughs> once he's davening. If Moshe Rabbeinu was davening for you, you know, that's a pretty great, uh, we all call it Sadiqim and Rabbeim to daven for us. Moshe Rabbeinu is davening for us. You don't get anybody better. So says the Torah to me, You have to say that he really didn't know for sure that it was going to be a bad idea. He didn't. But he was still nervous about Yoshua. Why was he nervous? Two reasons. The second reason why he davened for him, which is a very down-to-earth reason, Yeshua was his Talmud Muvuk. Yeshua had a special relationship with him. Obviously, and Moshe Rabbeinu felt for every Jew. But this was a person who stayed at the bottom of the mountain until Moshe came back. So any Rebbe would have special feelings for a Talmud like that. Number one. So a simple, that's why he davened for Yeshua more than anybody else. Number two says the Torah Tamima, V'rak al Yoshua hispalo, back to line 7, M'pnei she'chashash, ki acharei she'kol tolda holechas achar ikar v'sharsha. Very creative. We know that there is much that is passed down genetically from parents to children. Many different personality traits that are passed down. Sometimes we even like see a child and we can guess who the parents are because there's so much resemblance, not just how they look, but what they do and how they how they act. The Yoshua Binun, as we know, comes from Yosef Atzadik. Umatzinu, what happened when Yosef was in a group? Didn't work out so well. She Yosef Hevi Dibas Echov, and the rest is history. 
Moshe says, I knew who your Altazeda was. I want to make sure that nothing like that happens with you. The relationship with you, I want, I want to daven. I want to daven for you, Yoshua. Chasha Shema Nishtarsha Gambo Midazu. Ukumosha Kasav. Maisa Avos Yarshu Banim. Alachainis Palalav. So he daven for him. Ah, you might ask the question, why didn't then he daven for Gadi Ben Susi, who was also from Yosef? Right, not one of the more famous uh, Maraglim. Ulai Mishum. And that's where he is. Okay. It was from Yosef and it was his Talmud. So he had both. That's why he, on a, on a basic level, he for him because he had this trait. He might have had this trait and he was his Talmud. And it could be then, he says, that you might say that the Chazal, that he David, those last two words were kind of put in by the narrator, by Chazal afterwards. It could be that Moshe Rabbeinu just David. David for him that he should have protection. Lav Dafka me'atzas hamaraglim. Lav Dafka, that was the part of Moshe Rabbeinu's tefillah. So you don't have to say that it was Dafka. He just wanted him to have protection when he was in the group. Adkan, first half of the parsha, First section. Now let's go. There's a lot in the middle. We have Chala and Nesachim. Please review past years of Zevin on why the Mitzvah of Chala and Nesachim. One goes up, one goes down. Amazing thought that we mentioned in past years from Rav Zevin, but we have the Gzeira of the 40 years, Rachman al-Atzlan, the Bechia Ladoros. And then we have towards the end of the Parsha. One of the sections that is not usually focused on in the Parsha, let's focus on one Pasik. We have V'chisishku, Perak Tezva Pasach Havbeth. After Nesachim and Chala. V'chisishku v'losasu is kol ha-mitzvot asher diber Hashem el Moshe. We have a section of the Torah in Shlach that really seems to belong in Parshas Vayikra. But it's here, so we get to talk about it here. If there's a mistake made about kol mitzvot ha'ela, es ashkol asher tziva Hashem al-chem yad Moshe min ayom asher tziva v'chulu v'chulu, v'haya pasach avdalet. In me'ene ha'eda ne'esta lishkaga, if from the eyes of the Eda, which means the Sanhedrin, the Sanhedrin. If there's a mistake made with authorization of the Sanhedrin, what are we talking about here? We're talking about, as we know, a par halam davar shel tibor. When the Sanhedrin paskins a certain halacha and rove of the tibor of Klal Yisrael follow the Sanhedrin. This is what all of the beginning of Masechus Harios is about. So the halacha is, there are no individual karbonos that are brought by each and every Jew. Bezdem brings a carbon. On behalf of everybody, the Parhelm Dover Shel Tzibor. But there's a different halacha between the Parhelm Dover Shel Tzibor of other Averos and of one specific Avera that is mentioned here. So which Avera are we talking about here? Which Avera are we talking about? We're talking about Avodah That's what Chazal say is meant by Kol Mitzvot Ha'elah. Kol Mitzvot Ha'elah. That's what Rashi says in Pasuk Chavbeis. Why? How do you know that? As kolam mitzvos eila, mitzvos achashi kachal hamitzvos. Mahaover akolam mitzvos porik ol mefer bris umagal upon him. This mitzvah is shakol kneged kol haaveris kula. Avodazara, as we know, a mumer avodazara is mumer lechal tar kula. Good. So there's different halachas when it comes to bezdin paskening avodazara. So if it occurs, what happens? Vasu kol haeda. You have to bring a cow for a carbon ola, along with its 
mincha that goes with it, usir izim echa lechatas, and a goat, a seer izim for a chatas, in ola and a chatas. V'chipra a kohen, and the kohen brings it, and they have, and they have kapara, and here's the pasik that we say on Yom Kippur. V'nislach lechal adas b'nei Yisrael, lagerakam b'rzakam, ki lechal ha'am b'shkaga, we say Yom Kippur night. V'nislach. Ask the klayakar two questions. Question number one. In all other cases where we have a pair of carbonos that are obligated, there's a team, there's a chatas and an ola, the chatas always goes first. You always have sir meira, then I'll say tov. You have a carbon yoledes, you have a uh, mitzora. All the cases we have a chatas and an ola, it's always chatas before ola. Because a chatas kind of you know, removes the stain. That's what a chatas is about. And ola is characterized more as a present, as a doron to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So first you get rid of the stain. Here it's the opposite order. Here the ola comes first. Ola before chatas. Question one. Question two, ask the Klayakar, the great darshan in Prague, as we mentioned before. The last word in the Pasuk, lechatas, is spelled without an aleph. Lamed ches tes Saf. Where's the Aleph? The Mesoris would write it without an Aleph. Why? What's the symbolism without the Aleph in the word Lachatas? Says the Klayakar, I'm sorry it's a little light, but um, you can look it up in your own Klayakar also. Says the Klayakar on line 3, V'yomer Ani, L'fisha chayt zem medaber v'chayt avodazara. This is about avodazara. Shenem avachisishka v'los asa v'chulu. U'bekal avera ha'adam chotei b'machshava u'bemaisa. Every sin, every avera that we do, says the Klayakar, is bemazed, has a machshava and a maisa. I think about doing the avera, and I do the avera. It's the machshava and the maisa. Two elements. Ki kol maisa machshava. Every act has preceding it the thought of the sin. Ki If I don't think about it at all, I didn't do it. It's an onis. So first I think about it, and then I do it. The alkane, and therefore, kolchote, that is why normally there are two carbonos that are associated, a chatos and an ola. The chatos relating to the action, to wipe away the action, and the ola, the Gemara tells us, in ola is machaper on hirhure halev, on thoughts, inappropriate thoughts. So first we bring the chatos, says the klayakar. V'chatas al-chet ha-maisa. Line 7. V'yavopisha kol hirakodim la-maisa. Even though the thought comes before, but as we know, if I think about doing an Aveira and I never do it, Hashem doesn't consider it as if I did it. So the Maisa is what's worse. What's really the nail in the coffin of our sin. Mikamakom ha-maisa kashem in ahirur. Sharei lo-olam. If I control myself, if I think about doing a sin and I control myself, I don't get the Avera. So that's why the Iker by an Avera is the Maisa. Chatos goes first to wipe out the Maisa, and then the Ola comes to wipe out the Machshava. That applies, though, by all other Averos, but not when it comes to Avodah As we know, Avodah What's the ikr by Avodazara? The fact that I bow down? No, the ikr is what I'm thinking inside. The ikr is that I'm a kabel alav ke'eloah, chas v'shalom. I accept another god. 
the Ikabayavada Zara, the Machshava is what's what's uh, so so pernicious and so and so tragic. Chuzbi Avada Zara. Lufisha Machshava Bavada Zara he ikarachate. Kizatavar Talibe Munas Halev. Bakalamaisim and all the actions that are associated. Kitur, the smoke, Vizibuach, Shechting, Nisuch, Ishtachava, they're tafel to the Machshava. And he quotes like the smog says, Shalolahalos bimachshava sheishaloka acher. So, Al Cain, when it comes to Vodazara, Ola comes first. Ola, because that's the Machshava. Machapra al Hirhuri Alev, and then we bring the Khatas. And then we bring it. And that's also classic darshan. Why the Aleph is missing. Because this sin is about missing the Aleph. The Echad. The Eloka. The Anochi. However you want to say whatever the Aleph means. But there's no Aleph here. That's the problem. Ksiv lachatas chaser Aleph ki os... Ha'alaf os rishona umispara echad moreh b'chol makom ala achdus shall rishon l'kol notzar yisparach. Vazeh chet machesh achduso v'chulu, and that's why this person is chaser alaf, and that's why the alaf is is taken out. So that's the switching of the order, and that is the alaf. Can never read these psukim again the same way, and it even gives that section of the parsha some excitement, even though we might have just gone over it quickly. Now we get to the last section of the Parsha for the last couple of thoughts. The last section, as you know, is jam-packed. We have the Parsha of Tzitzis. Parsha of Tzitzis, and we also have one of the six mitzvos timidios, which, Beth Hashem, we will talk about in a couple of minutes. But we will have one thought on Tzitzis, one thought on the Haftorah, and then another thought on Tzitzis. See, I don't want to end with the thought on the Haftorah, I want to end with Tzitzis. Okay, this is a alumnus thought from the Rambam. From the Rambam. The Rambam, as we know, before, as an introduction to his Mishnah Torah, that was his major, right, his magnum opus, he wrote Sefer HaMitzvahs, which he lists off all 613 mitzvahs. As an introduction, now I'm going to tell you about all those mitzvahs. As an introduction to the introduction, as an introduction to Sefer HaMitzvahs, he has 14 rules and regulations. The Yudalat Shrashim, where he describes what counts as a mitzvah, what doesn't count as a mitzvah, you don't count mitzvahs to Rabbanon, you, know, you don't count mitzvahs that don't apply eternally, he has all the rules and regulations for mitzvahs. So the 11th rule, Shoresh Achadasar, in source number 6, the Rambam says, She'ein ra'ui limnos chelke ha-mitzvah b'prat chelek chelek b'fnei atzmo. K'shi ha-mekubat mehem mitzvah achas. We do not count parts of a mitzvah as separate mitzvahs. If there's one mitzvah that has many parts to it, it's counted as one mitzvah. Not five mitzvahs. Not ten mitzvahs. Right? One mitzvah. Sphere Omer. It's 49 parts. It's one mitzvah. Right? Uh, the Kaddosh, the Karbonola. Many different parts. Shechita, Kabbalah, Halacha, Zrika, Shvicha, Sirayim. One mitzvah. Whenever you have different parts of a mitzvah, it's counted as one. That's the rule. What is the classic example that the Gemara gives about this? One mitzvah. Dalad minim, but out of the 613, it's counted as one. 
They're not separate mitzvos. It's one mitzvah with four different parts. Hashem said, take these four, put them together. Fine, wonderful. The Tahara of a Mitzorah, the Rambam says. There's many different parts of the process of making a Mitzorah pure, Tahar. One Mitzvah. All of these, fine. Says the Rambam, let me tell you a little secret. How you generally know, generally, how you generally know when something is a few parts of one mitzvah and when, some, when something are different mitzvahs. What is that? There's a rule in the Mishnah in Meseches Menachos, bottom of the first column. We have to concentrate very well, says the Rambam. But I'm going to tell you the secret. If Chazal say that if you're missing any part of this mitzvah, then what you're doing is meaningless. The parts are ma'akev each other. That's a tip-off. That's a clear hint. I don't know if I can say that. It's clear that it's one mitzvah. Dalaminim. If I don't have one of the minim, there is no point to shake the lulav, the hadasim, and the esrog if I don't have a rabos. It's nothing. It's meaningless. There's no chatzishir when it comes to three minim. That's what's called ma'akvin zezeh. The ma'akvin each other. Ma'akvin zezeh, that means they're connected to each other. You can't do one without the other. One mitzvah. Kamo arba minish abalulav. Lechem apanim. Let's say you only have 11 loaves. You don't have 12 loaves. Lechem apanim. The ma'akiv says that one mitzvah in the Lavona with the frankincense that's, that goes on to the uh, shulchan. And he quotes other examples. What's an example on the other side? Ein ma'akvin zezeh. The Ramam continues. Tfilin. Tfilin. Tfilin shal roshin. Tfilin shal yad. If I only have one, I wear that one. If somebody has a cast all the way up to their shoulder, no stump, they don't put on, they don't have to put on Tzvil and Shalyan. There's no place to put it on. You put on Tzvil and Shalrosh. Make two brachas for Tzvil and Shalrosh if you're an Ashkenazi. They're not mocking each other. Two separate mitzvahs out of the 613. Tzvil and Shalyan, two separate mitzvahs. After all, in Ma'akvin says that. Wonderful, amazing. So that's the rule. When two mitzvahs, when two parts are mocking each other, then you know it's one mitzvah. They're not mocking each other, independent mitzvahs. Tefillin versus Lulav. So if we stop here, this has nothing to do with Parsha Shloss. What are we doing? The problem the Rambam asks on himself is what do I do with tzitzes? I'm stuck, says the Rambam. We know there are two parts to the mitzvah of tzitzes. There's the Tcheles and the Lavan. Tcheles and Lavan in the mitzvah da'oraisa. The Mishnah says in Masechus Menachos, they're not ma'akiv each other. For thousands of years, and there are many today that don't wear Tcheles. I'm not going to get to the halachic issues about Tcheles right now, but Tcheles is not ma'akeh de lavan and vice versa. For thousands of years, right, you only wear white. Many people today only wear white. The lavan is not ma'akeh de Tcheles and vice versa. They're not ma'akeh each other. You can do the mitzvah separately. And yet, it's one mitzvah. Nobody counts Tcheles and lavan as two separate mitzvahs. But what do you mean, asks the Rambam on himself. I just finished saying that if you have two parts of a mitzvah that are not dependent on each other, that are non ma'akev zezeh, they should be counted as two mitzvahs. So how could tzitzes 
be one mitzvah. Tefillin, they're not connected. So they're two mitzvahs. Sitzes. So the Rambam says something, and we have to figure out what he means. Says the Rambam, and this is crucial to understand. We have to know what we, what we do every day. Line 22. Line 22. Well, he quotes the problem earlier. Hine, line 16. I would have said that, that it should be two mitzvahs. But you look at the Medrash. It's clear that it's one mitzvah. So you see from here, Says the Rambam, it's an exception to the rule. Sometimes it's one mitzvah. He doesn't really explain it. So how is this an exception to the rule? By tzitzis. How are we supposed to understand the mitzvah of tzitzis? Tcheles and lavan. Why is it one mitzvah? Why is it not two mitzvahs? So Rav Salvechik explained, among other achronim, but said Rav Salvechik as follows. What the Rambam must mean is there are two types of ein ma'ak ben When we say two parts of a mitzvah are not dependent on each other, that might mean that they're two independent mitzvahs. Like tefillin. That's one ein ma'ak bin zeh But there's clearly another type of ein ma'ak bin zeh which means sometimes you have a mitzvah which has more important parts and less important parts. There also, you would say, ein ma'ak bin but not because they're independent, but just because there are some parts of the mitzvah that aren't as important. For example, if Salvation gave the example of chalitza. There's one mitzvah of chalitza. So you do, we do a lot of things by chalitza, right? The woman spits on the floor next to the husband. Their shoe is removed. There's kriyasa aparsha. Everybody screams out, Beis chalutza no'al. There's a lot going on there. Some of those parts are non-ma'akev. Machlokis, what is, what is it? The chalitza is ma'akev. The ratika, what about the ratika? It's ma'akev. Kriyasa psukim is not ma'akev. What, you're going to count that as two separate mitzvahs and they're not ma'akev? No, it just means there are ikar parts of the mitzvah and less, less ikar parts of the mitzvah. Center of salvation, that's what the Rambam means as well by tzitzis. The ikar mitzvah is the lavan. After all, there are so many strings of lavan. The ikar mitzvah is the lavan. That's what it means. It's not ma'akev each other. It means that tcheles, yes, with all the symbolism of tcheles, as we'll talk about, but it's a secondary part of the mitzvah. And Rav Salvechik even proved this. The Rambam Lishitaso, where else do you see the Rambam that the tcheles is a secondary part of the mitzvah? How many strings have to be tcheles, whatever that color is, for the Rambam? One. Rashi and Tosfah say four and four. So according to them, maybe the mitzvah is half and half. The Rabbim says one, one out of eight, that shows it's a secondary part of the mitzvah. Said Rev Salvechik, that's the pshat of the Rambam. Even though tzitzis, ein ma'ak it's counted as one mitzvah, in contrast to tefillin, and also different from, from lula. Good. One thought about tzitzis. Lundishtot. Now let's move on to the Torah for a minute, and then we'll get back to tzitzis. A question that many have been bothered by, the Azayim Torah gives us three ideas to think about. Try to get through it quickly. The Haftarah, as we know, is the story of Yoshua ben Nun sending Meraglim to check out Yericho. And they come, they come to the house of Rachav, and we know the story, she hid them, they looked, they had the story, the rope outside the, outside the wall. 
a major question. Right, what does the Pasuk say? They come. Vayishlo Yeshua ben Nun, v'cholu, first Pasuk. Vayabo beis isha zona u'shmaracha. Vayishkivu shama. Vayayamar l'mechricha leymar. Ay, men came. Wonderful. Why'd they go to her house? The Pashtus is beis isha zona u'shmaracha. The Radak quotes, ah, oh, it means that she was the makolet from the word mizonos. That's not the Pashtus of the Psukim. So why'd they go there? This was your, your Pinchas, or whoever it was. So why did the Maragma of Yeshua stay? Well, it, was the, it, was the, it was the first house they came to. So why they go to a base Ishazono? Shmarachav, yes, Rachav, the Tshuva, she married Yeshua later according to Chazal. Why they stay there? So the Zayim Torah just helps us understand Pshuto Shalab, Pshuto Shalanavi. Why they stay there? First idea he says is ingenious in terms of the understanding the story. Remember, says the Saratskin, they were nervous they were going to be found out. Where could they go where they know nobody would want other people to know that they were seen there? Basie Shazona. Oh, you know who we saw in the... Oh, ooh, sorry. Oh, no, 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 nothing, nothing, nothing. They Dafka went there. They Dafka went there because they knew nobody was going to say anything, even if they were seen there. And even eventually, when the word got out, explains from Saratskin, it didn't say that. Oh, they're in Rachav's house. Meishi says, "Oh no, what does it say?" People came. That's all people said. They didn't want to say that he did his own research and found them. But even the people who publicized it weren't going to say where they were, which gave them more time to get out. But say says, that's why they went there. They went there because that's the classic place that you would know you would go if you if you don't want people to to know. Also, that's he says, Right, they would have been found out. That's number one. Good. Number two, a second idea is they needed information. They needed information all about the land. They needed to go somewhere where many people who are to- abomination-filled people who are frequented this place a lot, they went there because they knew Rachel would have a lot of information. Were gonna, they were going there to find a, a bed to sleep in. But they knew Rachel would be able to give them a lot of information. So number two, that's why they went there. And number three... He says, as we know, right, Chazal asked, Yeshua married Rachav, isn't there an Israel Sakai Kalashama? Rachav was an immigrant. Rachav wasn't somebody who grew up in Eretz Canaan, in Yericho. Sedafka went there because they thought they had a better chance there. They thought that she wouldn't tell, give him over, which she didn't. So for those three reasons, again, I didn't read it inside, but for those three reasons, says Rav Saratskin, that's why they went there. Back to Tzitzis. Let's end with one more thought on Tzitzis for the evening. The message of Tzitzis, again, we've discussed this, various thoughts in the past. The message of Tzitzis. Says the Sefer HaChinuch. And we'll expand upon it with the others. Shorosh HaMitzvah Nigleh Bakatuv. As we know, Tzitzis helps us remember all the other mitzvahs. 
How? Skip down. V'od Omer li libi. My heart tells me as follows. Sheyeshbo remez vizikaron. It reminds us. Shegufo shal adam benafsho hakol l'shem barachu. Everything is l'shem Hashem. Ki halavan, the white, remez l'guf, shehu min haaretz. The white reminds us of the physical world. Shenivres min hasheleg shehu lavan. The snow. What snow? So you might think, oh, when the world was kretov, oh, it was all snow. He quotes it in a more spiritual realm. The Pirkei Derbalazah says that the world was created from the sheleg tachas kise hakavod, whatever that means. But the lavan is supposed to remind us of this world. The chutin, strings, I'm sorry, lavan is, is uh, to the guf. The chutin, the strings is remez ala guf. Tachilas priyas haguf, okein chutin. Where we start off, we have strings. We're, we're stringy when we are a, a, a fetus inside. Tcheles, as we know, that's the spiritual realm. Domel yam, domel erkiya, domel Tcheles for lavan is supposed to remind us that we are, we're in this world. And we spend our life in this world. That's the lavan. But going through it, threaded through the lavan, is tcheles, is ruchnius, is the kisei hakavid. And we wind it and we bind it because that's what it's supposed to be remind us. The Torah writes, in the end of Hilchah Sitzes, in Simen Chavdalin, Sitzes are like white Afka strings because when you want to remember something, you tie a string on your finger. To remind us of something. That sits us. Tur says it. Dugmaladavra, third wide line. Kadam Hamasir Lachaveral in Yanachad, Shakosher Kesher, Bezarok, Deshi is Karenu, you tie a string. The problem is, many times we're wearing tzitzes and we even see our tzitzes and it doesn't work. It doesn't work for us. Oh, oh, we think about all oh, the Gamatria tzitzes with the 8 and the 5, 6, 13. We don't think about that, says the Al Shekhakadosh. You know why? On the next page? Because we have to focus. When we tie the tzitzes, when we make the tzitzes, when we put on the tzitzes, Kavana plays a major element when it comes to the mitzvah of tzitzes. Va'asu lohem tzitzes. And there's a marshal given. There's a marshal given. Look in the next source. The Agdol Torah quotes this. The major says, There's somebody who fell into the water. The captain throws a rope, throws a life preserver. Hold on, grab this rope. What if the guy who's drowning says, Wow, I wonder what that's for. I wonder what that's for. Hello, foolish person. That's life. If you grab onto this, it's life. If you don't grab on, if you don't know what a life preserver is, then... You're not going to... Sitzes are our life preservers. Sitzes, which symbolize the mitzvahs. We, this we discussed last year. Revolpi says, they're like strings that we can climb up. Every string is symbolizes a mitzvah that brings us closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We just have to first step realize and acknowledge that these are life preservers. When we're drowning in the sea of Olam and there's so much around us that pulls us away, the Sahara, as we started off tonight, He's a combatant that, that doesn't stop. Whatever works. Whatever works. Pulling us up, pulling us down, pushing us, pulling us. So 
So we have to catch on, we have to latch on to the life preserver, which are the tzitzes, uraisamoso, uzachartem is called mitzvah Hashem. So the more we focus on it, then realize it, and remember why we're surrounded by it. It's a mitzvah that we do every second of the day. We don't have so many other mitzvahs like that. So, says the Alshech, says the other Midrashim, we just have to be able to focus on it. When he gets into Velosa Suru, that's one of the Mitzvah's videos, but Od Chazon Lamoe. Okay, we'll stop here. Hashem, we will uh, continue with Parshas Korach next week.